you know what? Shaving my head was probably the best move I ever made because I don't have to worry about combing my hair, detangling it every morning or anything like that. I just shave it every fucking four weeks. I just cut mine short and I just wake up with whatever it gives me. Yeah. I do like having no hair, though. Mm. Saves so much fucking effort. I bet the pillows are cooler. Oh, yes. You're thinking about the real things, Ryan. (laughs) The real things. (laughs) I bet you the pillow is cooler. Yeah. It's gotta be. What? Compared to 15 years ago when I had long hair, and I'm talking hair all the way down my back, and I'd have to tie it up every night in order to go to bed. So it didn't. I didn't wake up eating my fucking hair or having my hair halfway down my throat. Um, <coughs> it's a lot easier. Oh, fuck. All right, fellas. We're ready to rock here. We're recording. Our tea is done. Our hair is tied up. What hair? Let's get to business, all right? Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, this is episode number 76. And joining me as always are my two co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. (laughs) Fellas, how's everything going today? Yeah, been better. All right, they're all on the same page. <laughs> Life is worthless. <laughs> why do we do this? I don't know why. <laughs> I'll tell you why we do it, Shane. We do it so we can discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, and various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We're the official podcast of upcominghorrormovies.com. If you want to reach us, our Gmail is all you need is blood pod at Gmail. And our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. The Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's probably on Apple Podcasts, I think. I didn't write that down right. It's on iTunes. And Google. iTunes, right, whatever <laughs> it is. That was a smooth You know what you listen to. Yeah, that was a smooth segue. Yeah. It was. Yeah. As always, yeah. why would I bother doing something that's not smooth? I don't know. All right. Where is this going? I don't know. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, what the fuck? Let's get something going here. So what's been going on with you guys? Mike, have you been getting into anything recently since we last spoke? Um, No, I'm still working. And uh, Borderlands comes next week. So, oh boy, yeah, I can't wait to play that and not wait a year until it hits Steam. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, just finished up Gears of War 4. Uh, I'm gonna try to start Gears of War 5 soon after Borderlands in seven months. And then, uh, yeah, I bought the uh, did you did you play Catherine, Ryan? No, no, I did not. Oh, well, I uh, bought the uh, Catherine special edition if you're unaware it's a puzzle game done by Atlas Games and 
it's a really strong story of of uh, a guy who has got to choose between two girls in a way, and it sounds a lot. It's a lot more exciting than it sounds, but it's it's fantastic. And they re uh, remade it for PlayStation Four exclusive, and it's uh, really good. So yeah. And then uh, I'm going to school, working, and I saw it. I saw it today. It was so I'm having Ooh. having a bad start to my day. All right. Well, we'll have to hear more about that <laughs> in a little bit. How about you, Shane? Are you getting into anything recently? Um, actually, I've had a fairly busy week. Um, it's uh, <laughs> my niece finally gave birth yesterday. Um, to a very healthy little girl um, called Autumn Rose, five pounds, two ounces. So I've been waiting for that to happen all week. Um, I've also been to the movies to see It, Chapter 2, twice. Um, And um, I've also been purchasing music and a few movies. I picked up the original Dark Crystal on Blu-ray for four ninety-nine the other day, and it's the 30th anniversary edition. And I surprised myself because I honestly surprised myself because I thought I already had it, but I didn't. So um, I got that. What else has been going on? Um, meeting up with some cool people, hanging out, and. Um, I actually spent more time out this week than I ever have done, oddly enough. I've been out pretty much every single night this week. Doing bits and pieces, you know, killing things. Killing things, sure. You know, stabbing people in the face with rusty spoons. Spoons? Yeah. That's an ineffective weapon. No, no, you're not doing it right. Scoops out eyeballs like no problem. That's about it. Sweet. Well, let's see. What have I been doing? Uh, Last week, I watched the Blade Runner sequel, uh, 2049. Ooh. Yeah, what'd you think? I was blown away by it. Yeah, man. It's really good. I thought that was fucking fantastic. And Elisa hated every second of it. <laughs> Woohoo! That sounds about right. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How did you hate that movie? Did she like the, uh, the original? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you're probably yeah, not surprised I, then. I, I think I liked the sequel better, actually. I thought it was fucking... I don't know. It just did a great job on everything. Personally speaking, I thought the story sucked, but it looked pretty. Uh, it is a very pretty film. Yeah. Yeah, so that was awesome. And then, based on partially your recommendation on my brother's uh, Mike, I listened to both the new Slipknot and Killswitch. Yeah. Um, because my brother liked one, you liked the other, and <laughs> I... F- <laughs> my findings are, I think that the Slipknot album has, like, three or four really awesome tracks. Okay. And... The rest of it is fake tracks and filler. That's like, like scattered noise. There's like four or five <clears throat> track listings that are just like preludes to other songs. Right. And I'm like, you could sneak one or two on an album. That's perfectly normal. But like, there's an overabundance of this. And then the, uh, some songs have an extra 
minute or minute and a half of just noise playing after the song ends. Yeah, it's a lot of filler. But Slipknot's yeah. kind of known for filler. Yeah. Like, even their older so. stuff has some filler. Like, uh, their song, uh, Iowa, off their... Right. Off Iowa. It's like, I think that's like 15 minutes long or something. So... So I wasn't too blown away by that one. I did love the new Killswitch album, though. I thought it was really fucking cool, especially that one song. It's got uh, both of the singers on it. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the name of it, but my buddy at work, he uh, liked old Killswitch. I'm like, hey, you should, you know, listen to this. And he enjoyed it. But really, like I listened to the Killswitch album like three times. And I think I listened to Slipknot like 75 percent of the way. It's not both bands are it's not like <laughs> something I'm like super into anymore. But I, I really enjoyed the new Kill Switch. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Kill Switch are playing Norwich sometime soon. I might be tempted to go. That could be cool. I wonder how <clears> you, <throat> I mean, it's not both singers, I imagine. So no. I... <laughs> well, they're playing. Although that would be a great show. Imagine that. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, they're playing the UEA, which is like one of the biggest venues we have in Norwich. Because all the other good venues fucking got closed down because the council were like, no, you can't have live music in this venue because we don't like your music, all stylings. Yeah. So um, the UEA is basically on the university campus. The capacity is about 1,500 people, but it always packs a crowd. So it'll be worth going to that because it's a smallish venue as well. Yeah. So that's always worth it. I enjoy the smaller venues because they're more intimate. Mm-hmm. The sound is a lot better, if you see what I mean. Um, we've got another venue called The Waterfront, which holds like 500 people. And the last gig I went to at that, that was sold out. And it was just rammed. You couldn't fucking move. But it was such a good night. <clears throat> so, yeah. Kill Switcher, definitely on the agenda, I think. Sweet. Yeah, I'd be interested in checking them out live. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them since like 2000 and. Three, I think, two thousand four. No, well, I don't know. I'm going to. Sometime, I'm going to back in college. Yeah, I'm going to a Pearl Jam tribute next Saturday. Um, Pearl Jam UK, um, and I've I've seen video footage of them play live, and they're fucking flawless. They sound exactly like Pearl Jam. It's scary. If you if you closed your eyes, you'd think you were actually watching Pearl Jam. <sighs> So I've got that to look forward to next week. Sweet. Out on the town again, Shane. I know. Right? Week for you. It's the time of year for it. The fall is here. Uh, or as we call it, the autumn in the UK. Um, yeah, fall is here. And um, summer is no longer with us. Thank fuck. Oh, shit. I just realized I've been recording this whole goddamn time with my air conditioner running. You can barely yeah. hear it. All right. Well, I'll filter it out later. Fuck. I'm not turning it off because then it'll sound real <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm not turning it off, though. Oh, damn it. All right. Whatever. I'll just deal with it. How everyone's going to know you're hot. <laughs> what a loser. They'll also know that I'm not wearing any pants. Oh, that goes without saying. Right. Of course. What's new? If I I've been thinking just... of getting a sign. Like the, the I, I usually walk into my house through the garage and then there's like a garage door to get into the house. And I'm thinking you're putting a sign on one side of the garage door that says no pants beyond this point. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't just get back from it, I would not have pants on right now. 
Wait, because you saw a movie, you need to keep wearing pants? Yeah, I mean, I already showered. I went out today. You know, I got to, I guess, leave my clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. As soon as I come in my front door, I'm like, that's it. It, What gets real tough, though, is, you know, (laughs) if I, like, stop in to pick something up, I have to take my pants off, go get whatever I'm getting, then put my pants back on and leave. That's a nightmare. Yeah. I don't don't wish that on anybody. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, so what else is going on? We got some. We got a new trailer, Mike, that I know you're super excited to talk about. Fuck, dude! And... I saw this shit before it, and I just, it, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> nearly ruined your whole experience, huh? No, the movie did, but the trailer did. Oh. <laughs> All right, so the, the trailer is for a film titled Black Christmas. And I suppose this is a remake of sorts, or at least it's putting the name of a famous horror movie <laughs> as its name. Um, what, what did you think of this trailer for Black Christmas, Mike? Well, the original one is like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love the original Black Christmas. Um, I always like introduce it to people who like actually want to be scared during a movie because I feel like it's it could be, you know, generally terrifying in, at times, especially for a movie that's like 40 years old, 40 years plus. So uh, I, I hold this movie in high regard. And then I see, I, I don't remember the remake, like the mid two thousands one with all, with all them. But yeah, Xmas. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I think I only watched that one time. And uh, then the new one's coming out, and they just seems like it's just like every other, you know, like slasher movie that's ever come out. And that's not how Black Christmas was. If you've seen Black Christmas, it's it's basically a just 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 this presence of a killer who no one knows anything about and the movie just like ends on a huge mystery and this one you could tell like even in the trailer for it val was with me and she was like i think i just saw the whole movie and they add in a whole bunch of unnecessary parts like cults and you know women and just like skimpy clothes dancing college camp it's just like all unnecessary and by the numbers bullshit and the original is far from by the numbers and i just i don't know i'm not really disappointed because as soon as i saw they were they were remaking it i knew it was going to be shit i'm still going to watch it but it's because the carrie always is in it so yeah yeah shane what do you think of the trailer um it looks kind of shit, to be quite honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was just... Because well, I was under the impression it wasn't coming out until next year. So it was kind of a surprise to see you posting that and saying, for your consideration or for discussion, I'm like, oh, really? I did watch it. Um, Imogen Potts is in it. Um, you might remember her from Fright Night. The remake of Fright Night and oh, okay. 28, yep. 28 weeks later, she was in that. She was the the daughter of Robert Carlyle in that. Um, yeah, I mean, she's probably the only selling point there is that will garner any interest out of it. I mean, she's a good actress, um, but um, it's not gra- It hasn't grabbed my attention at all. It just looks really cheesy, and like Mike said, um, Carrie Elwes is in it. You know, and he's a great actor, also. But there's also the 
fact that it seems like they've changed the storyline for it. So instead of a psycho killer and um, like stalking the teens in the frat house, it's almost like the leader of a cult and they're using the cult to gain their riches, kind of like the old classic um, demon possession sort of thing or summoning a demon, selling their souls to the devil and gaining their riches that way. But um, yeah, it just it didn't grab my attention in any way at all. Yeah, I think the, I think the trailer itself looks like shit and tells the entire story. Yeah. So, not interested in that. Uh, I think this movie has very little to do with Black Christmas, um, other than it appears to take place at Christmas time, and is on a college campus. Yeah. And I have no problem with them changing up stories for a remake, you know? Yeah. Like, Dawn of the Dead took the whole walking zombies thing and made them run. They kind of, you know, reinvented the wheel a little bit. But with this, it's they're going back. <laughs> they're going back to, like, the mid-2000s. Yeah, make it worse again. (laughs) Yeah, I probably would rather watch the mid-2000s one than this one any day. Because you could already tell how the movie's going to be. You you know exactly what kind of movie this is already. I will say about that mid-2000s one, it is a good-looking movie. Oh. The the colors and the cinematography of it are are great. Carrie Fisher. Looks good. Yep, yep. Yeah, Carrie Fisher was in that, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah, and Black Xmas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was the house marm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Maybe I got over. Maybe um, I should rewatch it. Yeah. It's not as terrible as like when you think of those mid two thousand slasher movies. It yeah. is one of those, but it's not one of the worst ones. I'm trying to think who was in that. I think it was Michelle Trachtenberg who was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead who was in The Thing and Scott Pilgrim takes the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Was it? Yeah, she's she's in a lot. She's in Death Proof. She's she's awesome. Uh, Final Destination <laughs> two or three, one of them. Yeah, I think Eliza Dushku's in it too. Maybe I'm, she? maybe no, I'm mistaken. No, she's not in that one. I don't know. I'm a bit of an Eliza Dushku fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, yeah, she's fucking hot. I mean, come on, she grabbed my attention when she played Faith in Buffy season three. Isn't she the one that uh, got raped by a snowman in the shower? Who hasn't? <laughs> raped oh, by a snowman in the shower. Yeah. I, Jack Frost, wasn't that her? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I can't remember now. <clears throat> Maybe that was Shannon Elizabeth. I can't remember. Oh, I think it was. Sweet. Well, I suggest go watching Jack Frost and skipping Black Christmas. Listen, don't watch, don't watch the remake. Just don't. Just don't watch Black Christmas the yeah. new one, please. That's just a, don't. Send him a message. Be like, if you're gonna make something, make it good. Don't bother going to see anything just because it's out. Even if you not, if you even haven't seen the original movie, you already know this movie how it's gonna end, how it's gonna begin, how the middle is gonna be. You already know. So why yeah. use your hard-earned money? To go support this when you could just use it on drugs or booze or something, you know, something not useful. Not, not that we advocate the use of drugs on this podcast. Right. I, I mean, yeah. You know. 
do what you gotta do, all right? <laughs> yeah, do shit, what you gotta do. Strippers. There you go. There you go. Strippers. All right, fellas. So <laughs> both of you guys watched uh, the new It film. Uh, I have not. I have, did not have a chance to go to the movies. So I was going to let you guys. Spoiler for you. How... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I know what happens. I know the fucking story. All right. You're not going to spoil Dracula for me either. <laughs> Man, I got to cross that off the list. I was going to spoil Dracula for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, but which Dracula? Blackula. Oh, Blackula. Right. That's a great one. <laughs> I was going to say, which fucking Dracula? There's so many of them. <laughs> Blackula's awesome. Um, so, yeah. We'll start with you, Shane, because I know you've been hyped up about this movie for, since, since the last one came out. I was going to suggest starting with Mike. Oh, all right. Oh, no. I was going to have Shane start, and then I was going to have Mike just ruin the, ruin the tone. <laughs> Uh, see, let's do the fucking roll. Nice little positive build-up and I want to just do a roll tear it down. This one, I want to hear Mike's thoughts first. All right, all right. <laughs> Mike, what are your thoughts on the new It? Okay, so, uh, so the I'm gonna preface this by saying the first It I thought was very overhyped. I thought it was a a good movie, but I didn't think it deserved all the the hype it got. Uh, the scares were ruined by music, a lot of buildup, and pretty much every scare in that movie is Pennywise shaking, and the, the camera shaking, and then the kids going ah. But it had good, um, it had a good plot. It had good character development. It was, it was like all the negatives I had had equal positives. So I, I'm not going to completely shit on the the original remake, but this was. Oh, man. Um, so I, I enjoyed the cast. I enjoyed the uh, uh, the dialogue at first, like the first 30 minutes or so were very enjoyable. And then all of a sudden it starts to get a little uh, mediocre because the movie is goddamn long. It's two hours and 50 minutes. No and, way. And you feel every single minute of that there there is a there is <laughs> there is a part where um okay so we're gonna go into spoilers pretty much immediately i think is that okay with you guys uh yeah, or, do, I, or should i do non-spoilers first and then yeah do non-spoilers first. okay we'll, we'll get into spoilers later we can definitely get into them but... okay so there's a uh character that tells the other characters to do a certain thing that that they have to go find something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they show every character having a 10 or 15 minute, maybe even 20 minute scene of them going to find something. After one of them finds something, you go to the next character and then they spend 15, 20 minutes finding their thing. And you go to the next after a while, after like the second, third character, it's like, I get it. I totally get it. And this did not have to drag on for that long. And then I think that was the starting point of me just getting viciously bored. Uh, my mind started wandering a little bit. And I realized that this movie is about Pennywise in a way. He's on the poster. You know, he's basically the poster boy for this movie. And he's like barely in it. I would say he has... Besides the long ass stupid ending scene, 
there's like 10 minutes of him during the movie, if that. And I just, I don't want to be one of those people that say, hey, you know, this movie's supposed to be filled with Pennywise because, you know, that's who I want to see. I get that this movie's about character development, but there is way too much trying of that character development. You have every cast member in this movie just remembering things. That's the whole damn movie. Hey, remember this and remember that and remember this. And you're going back to scenes from the previous movie. And then they de-aged some of the, the kid actors. So they'd come back. And there's some fun scenes here or there that you didn't see in the original movie. But you already know a lot of this stuff. The, the whole thing about this movie is that they forgot a lot of that, um, those experiences from the past movie. But you didn't forget. So now we're reliving it as well as these actors. And it's just boring. You just you've seen all that shit already. And it's just it's it's not. It's for a three hour movie and them reliving like these scenes that we've seen already. It's horrible. The pacing sucks. It's just it just really, really sucks. Um, there are some good scenes here or there that were fun. Uh, I liked the way Pennywise looked in this. There was a lot less CGI coming from him, uh-huh. but there was a lot other. There's a lot more. Uh, CGI coming from things that shouldn't have been in the movie. So there's like this. I feel like this movie is uneven. There's some really good CGI in parts and there's some really shitty CGI in parts. Some of the dialogue is written pretty well and some of it's really horrible. Uh, The pacing is good for the first, like I'd say 45 minutes. And then all of a sudden it just drags. Um, if there's, I, I won't talk about it until I get in the spoilers, but there's one part I really enjoyed, and it's a, a shout out to an old movie, and I know Shane already knows what I'm talking about. Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's like one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I feel like just a, a stupid shout out to an old movie that's one of my favorites was better than most dragged out scenes in the rest of this. And it ended, I, I the ending was overdramatic and long and CGI filled and not no tension whatsoever. So saying all that, I liked it less than the first one. So I personally give this a five out of 10. Wow. <laughs> I say the movie's overdramatic and now I'm being overdramatic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a five. Yep. All right. Out of 10. <laughs> All right, Shane, what do you think? All right, well, I'm going to first off state that um, after reading the book a few times over the years and loving it chapter one, I actually loved chapter two. And, yeah, Mike is right. There are a few scenes that are a little bit dragged out. But overall, the feeling of the movie for me was that of, you know, it was – I was elated to see this because I knew it had to happen at some point. Um, I'm going to say as regards to the end scene, the end sequence you're talking about where you said it was was stupid. Um, Basically it's how the ending of the book was. It's how they filmed how the book was and it's much more satisfying than the TV series, and it looks loads better. Um, but um, overall, the movie itself, I really loved it. 
it to me it was kind of like the adult counterparts of the kids were they were the kids you know they were just 27 years older and it was like they were playing the exact same characters and to me that was flawless i thought that was fantastic um especially the character of eddie and richie to me those two were my favorite characters in chapter two because they were so fucking funny and they were really funny even in the most like the scariest parts of the movie there was humor to it Uh, and that's what i really loved um and you know for me it was this movie opened with the i mean they said they were going to do it anyway but it opened with the adrian mellon scene from the book um because obviously it was 27 years after it had been um it had basically been forced into hiding by the kids and with the adrian mellon scene they filmed it exactly as it was in the book. And personally speaking, I thought that was fantastic how they did it. And it was unexpected as well. And even down to the finest detail, where if you remember from the book, Ryan, where Pennywise like lifts his arm over his shoulder and takes a fucking great chunk out of his, out of his ribs, they get it down to that. And I was like, yes, that's what I wanted to see. So that was perfect. Um, And, you know, it was just like building up, you know, all the characters, like meeting up together. The scene in the Chinese restaurant, I thought was hilarious to start with. Um, and they've updated it and it looks loads better than it did in the TV movie. So you've got that there. Um, and it was kind of gross as well, which I thought was really cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, as they, build up, as they build up on that, I mean, all down to the hotel they're staying in and you know, all the other little bits and pieces around the hotel and all it's all really, I thought some of that, the dialogue was fucking hilarious. I really did. Um, again, I will say Richie and Eddie were the comedy duo. You didn't expect you wanted and they were fucking perfect. They were perfect in that. Cause it was just too funny. Bill Hader. I'll give kudos to Bill Hader for when he played Richie because he was superb. He really was. Um, the flashback sequences, they were really, they were quite funny, especially the shower cap instant, um, incident, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, then there's, uh, yeah, the, uh, the aforementioned scene that Mike mentioned to, um, at the, his favorite movie, you know, that little piece that was, that was, uh, that was fucking superb. Um, and also cameos in this. There was a couple of cameos in this, um, which I loved. I thought were superb. Um, but overall, um, I just thought I thought it was well paced. Yes, there were a couple of scenes that were a bit too long, like obviously the token scene where they're going to find their tokens. Yeah, they were a little bit long, but I thought also that it was necessary um, for the story development because that's how it was in the book. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what the entirely new scene was that Stephen King um, told them to add. Because it was Stephen King has gone on record basically stating that there was a new scene in the film that's not even in the book that he insisted they add to the story. So I'm still trying to figure out what scene that was. But... Um, <laughs> 
overall, I mean, I loved the movie and the ending. You know, it was it was okay. It was you know it was as endings go for movies. It was kind of it was pretty cool, and um, I'm so glad it wasn't the fucking spider, like the giant spider. Um, you don't want to have them pushing over a spider and then it like explodes into light. No, it's far better than that. It's far. Yeah. It's, the ending to this is much more satisfying than what the TV movie was. Um, and you know, I I loved it for what it was. I really did. And um, soundtrack was really cool. Um, well, some of the soundtrack was really cool, apart from the new kids on the block. But um, you know, it was uh, the score was great. I thought. Um, unfortunately, no cult tunes in this one, Ryan. Damn it! Yeah, I oh, know, right? <laughs> no love removal machine in this one. Yeah. How was the soundtrack? Still top notch. It was okay. There weren't too many songs in this one. Uh, okay. Um, it was more incidental and more instrumental music, and it was more like, um, like snippets of songs throughout the film. Um. I mean, let's have a look. Uh, See if we can find anything. Uh, There's nothing on the IMDb that I can see, but I mean, there was like one New Kids on the Block track of note, and that was about it. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that's what I mean. It could have been a lot worse. (laughs) But, um... No, overall, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed the film. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say as much as I love the first movie, and I did love the first movie. Um, I'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten. Wow, pretty good gap there. What, what, what did you give the first one, Shane? I don't. Remember. I gave the first one a ten. Oof, it's a little bit of a drop off, though. Yeah, but understandably, because it, with it being part two, and with it being the adult counterparts i found that in the story it got a little bit boring although um with it being the whole 27 years later i think the only thing that really let it down was um oh what was his fucking name um james mcavoy actually although he's a great actor i don't think his 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 version of bill um was that brilliant? Um, I, th- I thought he. I thought he was better than most in this. Like Ben, the actor who plays Ben and Mike, they're both had no personality. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Oh, yeah. Sorry, not fucking James McAvoy. Yeah, is Isaiah Mustafa, um, who played Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah, him. He, he was just like, really, because apparently Idris Elba was supposed to be up for the role of that. And I think oh, he'd be. I think he'd be too old compared to other actors, wouldn't he? He's the same age. He's only forty. Is he? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, he's older. No, he isn't. No, he's, he's older. Idris Elba. Someone with the internet, go. He's forty-one, I think. I he's think born he's, in seventy-two. Yeah. So, well, he's forty-seven then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there was talk at one point of him being. Playing Mike. 
I don't know. Well, uh, let's. I mean, I know we got like four other movies to talk about, but I'm gonna go into spoilers real fast. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so Shane, high praise from Shane, not so high for Mike. No. But um, um yeah, let's hit spoilers. Though. Okay, real quick. Uh, the spoilers for this is that when that long scene I was talking about, Shane also mentioned like every one of these characters has to find their token because now it's a. I, I see. I'm not familiar with the book. I've never read the book. Right. Okay. But, but the um, the whole like token scenes were were unbearable to me. As soon as you find the first character, he's gonna go find his artifact, and um, Mike is the one that tells these actors to go find their artifacts that they're gonna be buried. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well this is gonna be a fun little look into the past. But even Bill Hader said something. Because Mike was said, you have to do it on your own. And yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, why? You know what I mean? There's no, I, I get, I guess I kind of get why they were supposed to go down this path of finding their past and such. But Bill Hader was like, no, I want to do it as a group. Let's all just do it as a group. And Mike's like, no, you got to do it on your own. So I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be long as fuck. And that was, um, an understatement because every single one, like I said before, every single one of these was like 15, 20 minutes long. And was, one of them, it wasn't that long, really. I think the entire, I don't know. The entire scene altogether was about 15, 20 minutes. Um, but you had, I mean, it was all, it was fairly quick how it was all super cut or it was all intercut. So it seems like it was that long. Yeah. You know? But one of them was, uh, uh, I forget her name, the, the girl in it. That was that was yeah, that was directly from the trailer of the movie that that whole scene. That was her artifact. That was her token. I'm sure that they added uh, some, you know, they left out some some uh, some parts in the trailer that you watched. But that whole her going to see that old woman, that's her artifact. So that already was spoiled, like in the very first trailer. So that was hard to get through. And then every single one of them had the same formula. They go and find their artifact. They see uh, kind of themselves from back in the day, how they experience Pennywise. And then they experience Pennywise again. It's the same damn formula from each person. And I get why they did that. I understand it, but it took way too long. And I don't I guess it only lasted maybe 15, 20 minutes for the whole thing. But it definitely did not feel that way at all. And. Um, as I was saying, like the, I'm trying to make this quick. So I'm kind of going over a three hour movie that I just saw in my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the entire ending scene, why it, it may have been more satisfying than the original movie. It was mm-hmm. still an overly produced CGI, uh, scene. It was just a giant Pennywise turning into a giant CGI monster throwing these characters into walls and then um it's just it wasn't there's no tension there was just none i i I can't find attention for the giant cgi monster i just can't and i I just felt like it was way too long it was it, it went from like a a realistic element into a very supernatural one and i like i said i don't remember what was in the book because i never read a book but I don't know. It just it just took me out of the movie. It was every scene was dragged. And I don't know. That's I I didn't find much satisfaction 
through the ending because it had this almost the same ending as the first movie, basically. Yes. That was the whole point, because in the book itself, it was a very supernatural battle of wills against Pennywise. But there, was, there wasn't really a battle of will in this. It was just him chasing the kids, <laughs> or the guy, the adults, and then the adults were like, oh, I'm not afraid of you anymore, and then I don't, I don't it know. It was them overcoming their fears of Pennywise altogether, and then defeating him in that aspect. They had to, they had to overcome their fears in order to beat him finally, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but didn't they do that in the first movie? Yeah, but only temporarily in this one. <laughs> but why? Well, but the intention was, in the first movie, they tried to kill him, you know, and they knew that if he came back, they would have to come back to finish the job off. Where this one, obviously, those who have read the books and know, they do finish him off in this one. Yeah, but I'm just saying there wasn't too much of a difference. Like, uh, I'm not saying the book. I'm talking about the movies. Mm, so like I said, yeah. I haven't read the book. So between these two movies, they basically have the same ending. And I just, it was, I, personally, I wasn't satisfied because he does the same thing in this one as he did in the last movie. He transforms into a whole bunch of different things. And then they used to scare the, the actors or the kids. And then he... You know, it kind of just dissipates. But now, you know, light pops out of his eyes from shit. Like, I don't know. That's that's me. I thought it was kind of, I don't know. But in regards to that scene you were talking about, that that um, that homage to your favorite movie. Yeah, that part made me almost lose my shit because yeah. <laughs> there's a. This is a big, not a big spoiler, but there's a scene where um, they see a head roll across the floor of one of their other friends and it's uh, sprouts off legs and it starts walking yeah. around and Bill Hader goes, you gotta be fucking kidding. And it's <laughs> straight from the thing. And I looked at Val and I was all excited <laughs> and she knew about the, the head. She's like, Oh, that's from the thing. But I was like, even the line is from the thing. I'm like, you don't get it. I was like super, uh, super hyped from it. Yeah. And um, that part, that is the part I'm going to remember about this movie over pretty much anything else is <laughs> them having an homage to the thing. Well, for me, because that whole scene, I'm sat there with a couple with a few a few of my friends. Because obviously, I went to the double bill on Thursday evening, so we got um, we got an early screening of Chapter Two before everybody else did. Because um, it started at seven p.m. and we what was it? It Chapter Two started at nine forty-five, so we got it before like the day before it was officially released. And I'm sitting there, we're all excited watching it. I'm really enjoying it. And then the, there's the scene where the head rolls out of the fridge of Stan Uris. And, you know, he's like, Bill, it's all your fault. And then his head starts to rupture these legs. And I was like, what the fuck? And I think it was like when the legs sprouted out and it just turned into the giant thing-like creature, I literally shouted, fuck that. And then, like, everybody around the cinema is, like, erupting in laughter. Because I'm just sat there fucking mortified seeing this giant thing and the way it's like skittering around the room and everything. And I'm like, holy fuck, where the fuck is it? And it's when Bill Hader looks up and says, oh, there he is. And then he jumps on him. And, you know, that whole scene, that was fucking awesome. It really was. It really did make me laugh. Yeah, I, I like that scene because the guy who plays Eddie kind of just stood in the corner and they're like, come on, yeah. you know, like help us kill this head thing. And he just and stood like, there. Scared shitless, like literally scared shitless. But um, 
when it comes to cameos, um, I don't know. Have you you've seen the original movie though, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Ben in the original movie. Yeah, he was in the architect. Uh... Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the um, one of the um, architects in the board meeting with new Ben. And then you've got um, Stephen King's cameo, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Does he play a child molester? No, he Basically, doesn't. Basically. It's a shock. <laughs> he looks like one, but he's not. <laughs> I was going to say, he would be a really great child molester. <laughs> and then they, uh, another part I didn't like about this, they opened up a lot of um, story-driven, uh, I guess, plot points, and then they don't like close them. Like in the beginning, you see Jessica Chastain getting beaten by her uh, husband, and that never gets brought up again. Um, then you have uh, James McAvoy character like yelling at his wife because she doesn't like his ending to his book, and like that's never brought up again about his wife. And there's a lot of I, I mean I know that it's minuscule to the rest of the movie and the events that go on to the rest of the movie, but I don't know. I just I they all have like these sort of picture perfect lives but they don't and yeah. and the you know then it's just never brought up again i don't know to be quite honest with you i'm kind of glad they didn't they only glossed over those because that would have just taken up too much storyline i guess but they did it with yeah. you know ben and uh what's her face jessica chastain mm. so i mean they could have showed at least a little scene going i don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say. This movie, like I said, it was <laughs> for me, it was way too long and there was a whole lot of shit going on. And I think that they just didn't focus on a lot of the things they should have been focusing on. So, so yeah. All right. Well, that about sums it up. Well, I'm looking here. There's apparently alternate in Vietnam. The film's running time. It's two hours and 47 minutes and 30 seconds. So they've cut a minute and a half out of that. So that'd be interesting. I just, um, I can't believe it's a three hour movie. That is two, hour, ridiculous. two hours and 49 minutes. It's a three That's hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> you're there for three and a half hours. You're, you're going to, yeah, you're going to feel like it's, in my opinion, you're going to feel like it's much much longer. The first one had a good running time. It was like two hours and like 20 minutes, two hours, 19 minutes. This one adds like 30, 40 minutes. It's, and it has, I don't know. I don't care what anybody says. It did not need to add that much more time that you could have told the story in the same amount of time as the first one. And it would have been equally as effective. Uh, Wow. All right. I'm going to have to check this one out, fellas. Uh, (laughs) I'll be the deciding factor. Uh Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in a solid like six and a half, so it's right in between. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll have to see it when I get a chance. It's definitely on my list. Ah, uh, so getting through that, Shane. Coming up to our main topic, we wanted to discuss as part of our efforts to uh, redo our Friday the Thirteenth discussion. Oh, we decided right. to go. Yeah. yeah, we're going to do a remake, our first reboot. <laughs> <laughs> so our remake episode. Uh, yeah, so let's we're going to go over the first four Friday the 13th movies, and hopefully I will have this podcast uploaded on Friday the 13th. Good luck. If all goes according to plan. 
Which, why wouldn't it? Of course it will. Yeah, because life is just perfect. And... Yeah. <laughs> Everything's easy and nothing comes up. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. You all right? Uh, no. It's also <laughs> went right down the wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's getting worse. <sighs> All right, I'm I'm back. Right as we can cough into the microphone for another five minutes. Almost a throw up. (laughs) No. Would that have been our first ever throwing up on the podcast? (laughs) Because that would have been. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has vomited on the podcast, Shane. Well, we tried to get Mike to do it not long ago, if you remember. Yes, I do remember. (laughs) (laughs) Because that there's still there's still time in the episode. That felching was rough. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what's really funny you say that But I mentioned that to Mike Wilbur before And he just laughed his fucking ass off And he said oh man it would have been wicked if you had got that done <laughs> <laughs> Gotta <to> throw up <laughs> Jesus Oh Christ Alright so I thought we'd go back over the Friday the 13th Let's start off with the first one Unless you guys wanted to start somewhere else For some insane reason No we're gonna do We'll do it right You know, We're gonna do it right Really? Oh Okay. So, Friday the 13th, released May 9th, 1980. $550,000 budget, it grossed in like $39 million, which is the equivalent of $400 trillion today. I did the math myself. <laughs> Sounds <Yeah>. legit. <laughs> um, directed by Sean Cunningham. And this movie was kind of made as a response to, like, Halloween... In terms of um, that really setting the trend for the slasher genre. But I think that this film, Friday the 13th, is like, I'm not going to say the pinnacle, but it is really the template for the slasher. Uh, especially the camping slasher. Like, this is how they're made even today. This is like what a slasher movie is like. Uh, it was written by Victor Miller. And... Um, yeah, as everybody knows, uh, Jason is not the killer in the film. Spoilers for a movie that came out in 1980 before everyone was born, except Shane. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just a great fucking slasher movie. Uh, what do you guys think of what, Mike? What do you think about the first Friday the 13th? I like it. Um, like you said, it's very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very. Uh... I don't know, Mike. <laughs> not not revolutionary, but what's uh, <laughs> maybe pivotal in the whole slasher, you know, uh, subgenre of horror. Yeah, I think it sets the mold. I I yeah. really do. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, it has it has a lot of good like all these early Friday the Thirteenth movies have really good casting choices because yeah. they're just nobodies. Most of the time, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you just you don't care if they die, and it's just like all fodder for the killer, and that's what I really enjoy about this one. It's it's realistic, and I think it has one of the best endings in a horror movie ever. Um, I Mm -hmm. don't like the last like fifteen minutes with Betsy Palmer. I think I'm in the minority with that because I feel like it's kind of dragged out. She gets knocked down and the girl runs and Betsy Palmer gets knocked down again. She runs away. And then uh, 
but I like the the uh, the scene where she gets decapitated, and I think it's just a good, a very good movie. Not just a horror movie. I think it's a very good movie in general. It keeps your suspicion up if you've never seen the, or heard about Friday the Thirteenth before, and it's uh, really well acted by a bunch of at the time, you know, nobodies. And so I think it's a it's a great great movie especially as a starting point for this massive series that currently nobody's doing shit with yeah the uh well you say unknown actors the only one that was actually known was was betsy palmer yeah uh, Yeah. was mostly known for her work in like the 50s and 60s see i've never i've never been familiar with any of her work previously so no no i don't think i've ever seen another one of her movies well, I mean, the only the only actor in this who really made a mark on the film industry was Kevin Bacon. Yeah, because this was his first horror movie role, I believe, or his first movie role, or something. Yeah, well, just say it. Once you say it yeah. with enough confidence, then that's it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's how I live my life. If you act like you know what you're talking about, then people will assume you know what you're talking about. So yeah, like, so, yeah, I, it was his first movie. Yeah. That he did after he walked on the moon. Uh, so, uh, on the cast, um, I think that Adrian King actually did a really great job. Oh, she was sort of great. Yeah. And, and, you know, she plays the final girl in the film, and um, she has a lot of great back and forth. What I always forget, and, and like I rewatch some of these older movies, is literally just how rapey a lot of the a lot of the non, like, the, the whole cast is, like, super sketchy. And oh, rapey. yeah. Like, even when she, uh, one of the girls that, that they open the movie up on, she she comes, uh, not they open the movie up, but the, she goes into town, and she's looking to get to the camp, and, like, this, like, fat trucker guy is like, oh, are all the girls at the camp just as pretty as you are? And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> A little vomit in the back of the throat there. What about her? It happens multiple times in the movie. What about her boss? Oh yeah, that guy rocking the uh, red handkerchief and her his uh, short shorts <laughs> with no shirt on, shirtless with a handkerchief. It's, That's the move. It's so dated, and it's hard to because if you watch this in a big group of people, they're gonna laugh at this. You know what I mean? And it kind of takes away from a lot of the everything else in a horror movie. So you gotta if you haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth, you gotta be aware this is a product of like. <laughs> the 80s this is you know perfectly 80s yeah late late 70s yeah yeah and um but i think i think all of these movies uh are meant to be watched and have fun like i think you can it's perfectly fine to laugh at dumb shit that happens in the movies yeah and and have a good time with it i mean i challenge anyone to watch friday four without laughing you're gonna shit your pants at the whole movie <laughs> it's fucking amazing um but yeah, this one's really good. What's your favorite kill in the movie, Shane? In the first one? I think it is obviously, it's the Kevin Bacon one, actually, when he gets in pilot yeah. shagging yeah. that bird. That's what I was going to say. That's definitely yeah. the best one. The thing comes right up through his neck. Yeah. I, I just thought that was really, that was quite funny. It is one of yeah, the, a lot of these, you don't in, in the first one, they're not over the top. No. And where, obviously... As the kills got more elaborate and more over the top over the years, this one was really quite simple. And, you know, it was effective. Simple yet effective. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
So I, I love this one. I think it's one of the best ones of the series. And, um, yeah, in terms of just being a slasher, even outside of the, the Friday the 13th series, it's a great movie. I, I think everybody should watch it. It's a must-watch for everyone if they like movies. It also has an amazing poster. Let's give it that. Yes. That, like, figure, and it's outlined in, in the in the middle of the figure. It's just the camp and a, all these kids in a forest area. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, and I got a little quote here from Sean Cunningham that he did uh, in an interview. And he says, when we did the TV version of the first film, I had to cut out approximately 22 seconds. That's it. Oh, wow. The anticipation is what triggers the horror. And when you see those 22 seconds, it's a mindfuck. Ultimately, gore is numbing, and I strongly dispute the dramatic effect of it. In my opinion, you just touch it enough to make you blink, and then it's got to be gone. The impression's still there. Psycho was tamed by today's standards, but that ambiguous figure behind the shower curtain still haunts you. Oh, yeah. So, sort of going the less is more approach, which I think works pretty well in this film. And yeah, the the only thing that probably got cut was like the last little bit at the end where she cuts, the, the, <laughs> cuts Betsy Palmer's head off. Yep. So, I did like, there's one scene in that sort of end chase where they're running back and forth across the cabins and stuff. That Betsy Palmer grabs Adrian King and is just slapping the shit out of her. <laughs> She's just like manhandling her. Whap, whap. And I'm like, damn, this lady's got some old woman strength. She's going to fucking lay into him. <laughs> so that was pretty good. <laughs> All right. So I love that one. Um, let's go on to Friday 2, Friday the 13th, part 2. This one ups the budget. Uh, 1.25 million. It was shot in Connecticut, I believe, in the Kent area of Connecticut. Ooh, uh, right, in, right in your neck of the woods, huh? Yeah, it's about 30 minutes north of me. Uh, released April 30th, 1981. It made $21 million, so not a, not a big of it, not as big, but when you consider how much they're spending and how much they're getting back, they're still killing these movies, which is why they were making them for so long. Uh, directed by Steve Miner. And this is the movie that introduces Jason as the killer and sort of starts building his legend. Uh, I My favorite part of this, oh, I, there's a lot I love in this movie because, you know, I'm just going to lay it all out there. This is what my, I think my favorite Friday movie. I fucking love it. Um, it's got Sackhead Jason, who is great. It's a costume completely stolen from the town that dreaded sundown. Uh, like everything, even the shirt. <laughs> and... Um, Fuck, man, I don't know. It's The kills are brutal. They're like, it's not super gory or over the top. Like, there's not, like, a ton of blood, but it's just the way Jason's dispatching people in this. It just has an anger that you're like, oh, my God, he is pissed. And the uh, the final girl in this one, uh, Guinea, is my favorite final girl, I think, Agreed. of all of all horror movies. Oh. Like, she is fucking fantastic. Like, literally, she's one of my favorites. I, 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 I'd I put her right up at the top. So, yeah, I love this fucking movie, man. I just love it. What do you think of it, Mike? I, I find it... See, I like... Out of the first four, I think I enjoy the original the least. Not saying it's bad. I'm just saying out of... I prefer Jason as the killer more than a crazy old lady. So, uh, that being said, I feel like... I, I love everything about this movie except the beginning because I find it found it way too 
uh, unbelievable. When they're when they're taking she's taking down Adrian King, correct? At, the, at the, that beginning part, yes. Yeah. How he, uh, I guess, tracked her down. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem possible. But other than that, I find the rest of the movie amazing. It has one of my favorite kills in this whole franchise. Which I think is also yeah. your one of your favorite kills of the movie, Ryan. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's my favorite kill in the movie. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, what's his name? Do you remember his name? Oh, the I don't remember the character. He's the guy in the wheelchair. The guy in the wheelchair. He gets a, a machete <laughs> to the face and he goes down all these steps backwards, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's pouring rain. It is the whole thing is perfect. It's just like whap when that machete hits his head and goes like three quarters of the way through it, and then just go 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 go, go as it, as the chair's going down the hill. Yep. Do you think that's the best wheelchair kill? Is that as good as Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Hmm. You know, I've probably seen so many wheelchair kills, I don't remember, but I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah, probably one of the best. No pity on the disabled. None. Just and we shouldn't. It just lay this guy out. Oh, fuck. It was so great. Yeah, that one's awesome. Uh, what, what do you think of part two, Shane? <clears throat> it was all right. It was entertaining for what it was. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to say I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on the wheelchair kill because that was probably the best thing. Um, <laughs> but I was just looking at it because apparently um, on IMDb it says the, there's alternate versions of it where... Um, there's like scenes were cut in order for the film to avoid an X rating from the MPAA. Obviously, mm-hmm. X rating was long before the R rating or the 18 certificate rating that we got in the UK. Um, but there's a close up shot of Jeff and Sandra being double impaled while having sex on the bed. That was cut. Close up shot of Crazy Ralph and the wire cutting. A scene at the very end where we are shown inside Jason's shack and see Pamela's face while there her eyes open. It was cut by Paramount for looking too fake. Um, a facing shot of Mark's face being split by the machete. Blood trimmed from the shot of Jason driving the hammer into the cop's head. The flashback footage showing Mrs. Voorhees' decapitation was trimmed. Blood flow was cut from the shot of Jason driving an ice pick into Alice's head. Additional blood flow was cut from the shot of Jason slicing Scott's throat. And originally, sex scene between Sandra and Jeff was longer and it included full frontal nudity from actress Marta Koba, but when Paramount Studios discovered she was underage, the scene was deleted completely. Oh my god. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. And this film, yeah, this, the, uh... this movie's pretty rapey too. <laughs> yes, they, that's what I'm talking. Especially, Every one of these movies, I'm like, oh god. Like in the beginning where that, uh, that overly sexual guy with the slingshot like hits mm-hmm. that that chick's ass and then she looks back and he like does this creepy wink at her Ugh. with his open shirt <laughs> that I don't trust never trust anyone with an exposed chest no come on wear an undershirt yeah right get it together um that uh that Adrian King one you mentioned Shane with the ice pick yeah so I guess when they first shot that scene, uh, the, the ice pick is supposed to be one of those retractable things. Like, you know, you push it in and it sinks into the hand or sinks into the device. It, it didn't work. And they actually stabbed her in the head. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a bit careless. <laughs> so I guess, 
And I'm not sure if they use that shot, but like when she's screaming, she's actually screaming because she's being stabbed in the head. <laughs> but yeah, there's some great like little trivia on that and stuff. There was actually I I, I read something that Betsy Palmer, uh used to, like, go around to, like, conventions and stuff and be like, oh, you know, I, I'd never liked those movies, and I only did the first one, and I would never do another one. And someone was like, you were in part two. And she's like, no, no, I wasn't. And he's like, yes, you were. There's like, because she, at towards the end of the film, when Guinea puts on the, the disgusting sweater, which is gross, and starts pretending to be Jason's mom, they, like, overlay, you know, Pamela Voorhees' face over hers. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I guess I was in that movie. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like Shane said, she was supposed to open her eyes in the end. Yeah, that wasn't her. That was uh, uh, some other actress um, that was like just done up in head makeup. Oh, I see. And, and stuffed under the table. But yeah, that probably would have been weird and dumb. Very. Yeah. Tom Savini even is kind of against these later movies. I think he said somewhere, and don't quote me, but he said that there shouldn't have been like a Jason Voorhees. He said there should have just been the original Friday the 13th. And that's that's that, even though he did make up for like what the next <laughs> like two or three oh, movies. He, well, he did four. I know that he was I thought lead on that. He one. didn't do two and three. I don't think so. I think there was. I think he was doing like. I know he's doing Prowler at the time. I think he was doing Day of the Dead or something on on one of them, and he couldn't do it. And then yeah, maybe the Prowler or whatever. Well, the Prowler was done by Steve Miner also, right? uh, Who who did this one? So yeah, I, I I don't think he was fully involved in parts two or three. I know he did one and he did four, but I see. I'm not sure. You know, there's probably those, those guys are always bouncing back and forth with yeah. who's helping who and and whatnot. So and the um the very ending to this, where it's once again, I love every like Friday the Thirteenth ending, um, where Jason pops through the window. Like, yeah. I where did that originate from? Because I know it was in Phantasm. Like, what is the movie that really is it this one that really made it popular? Because I've I've seen that so many times and it's it's so well done in this. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, this Nightmare on Elm Street, Phantasm, you know, they all have these the guys coming back at the last second to pull you through. Yeah, I'm not sure what the first one would have been. I mean, I guess Phantasm was what, 79? Yeah. So that's probably did it. And yeah, that scene is that scene is fucking great where he comes in, no mask on. Yeah. Uh, also reveals that Jason is a ginger, as we all suspected. Which is the real horror. <laughs> because he has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, the Jason makeup in this I don't think is the best. No. <laughs> I mean it's prob it's probably the most, I guess, whatever you want to call it, realistic. Like he, he looks like an inbred hillbilly more than he looks like some like monster, I don't know. And that's okay. But, we like those hillbillies yeah, too. Sure. Sure, why not? So that brings us to <clears throat> Friday the thirteenth, part three. Uh, again directed by Steve Miner. This one has a $2.3 million budget, and my voice is now losing. Oh, you're becoming a man. 
<clears throat> okay, there we go. Just did a ridiculous <laughs> throat clearing. Chunks just all over my keyboard. <laughs> oh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what else was I saying? Steve Miner directed this one. Uh, this one has a $2.3 million budget, so almost double the budget of part two. And this one was filmed almost entirely in California, whereas the other two, uh, the first one was filmed in Jersey and the second one in Connecticut. So they abandoned the East Coast for a California shoot. Um, and this one rail, you know, raked in three, $36.6 which is a shitload of money. Um, and this is also uh, the movie that, I guess, quote-unquote, revitalized 3D for like two weeks. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> like, they made this movie to make, like, 3D a thing again. Um, and I believe this and Jaws 3, and I don't know of any other 3D movies from this era. I I can't think of any. But, yeah, so this one is real heavy on the 3D gimmicks, and you can tell when you're watching it, you know, even, even in 2D. I still that I find it's... I find that those scenes pretty fun though. Like they're supposed to be three D, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, you know it's <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> the beginning of the movie, especially, they're like every shot they're trying to put something in it. Yeah, to like point at the audience, and it get, it gets a little bit ridiculous. It, it sort of tapers out. Like as the movie goes on, they sort of get rid of the, like the gimmick isn't as strong as before. Other than when the guy's eye pops out, mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes right at the camera. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so the 3D is pretty heavy on this one. Uh, this is the one where Jason gets his iconic hockey mask, as everybody knows, and it's this of the of these first four. This is my least favorite. Really? See, this is my favorite. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. I, before I would jump around between Final Chapter and this, but I found myself watching this one more than Final Chapter, and uh, yeah, I, I I absolutely love this, love this. Uh, I will say this one feels, <laughs> it feels like the 1970s. I mean, it it was made in '82, but it feels like I don't know. It just seems older for some reason to me. The characters are more. Everybody's goofy yeah. in this. They're the, super exaggerated. The biker gang, the uh, what's his face, Shelly. Even the beginning part with the uh, the uh, older couple. Yep, yep, yep. Like all comic relief. Yeah, he's eating. He's eating his own stock at a store, tearing open peanuts. Not good for profit. A big, a big swig of warm Sunny D, and he puts it back on the shelf. Yep. Ugh. Gross, but. I don't know. This one doesn't do it for me. I think, like, the kills, they, they step the kills up. Um, but I really think it comes down to the characters. Like, I just don't care for any of the people in this movie. Shelly sucks. I, I... <laughs> and, like, she- he sucks, but he's probably one of my favorite parts of it. He's so whiny, yes. and he reminds me of me that he just, he's so whiny <laughs> and wants to make people laugh so bad. So he goes to whatever kind of measure to do that. He's so this guy's so annoying. And he reminds me of the me. most <laughs> annoying character. gave Basically gave Jason his mask. <clears throat> Very true. Uh, I, I read something that the producers of the movie found that actor handing out flyers for some other horror movie. 
And they're like, oh, do you like horror movies? He's like, yeah, I love horror movies. They're like, do you want to be in one? Oh, my God. Because I guess they're like, this guy looks like a goofy dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) So It also has one of my other favorite kills is when, uh, what's what's his face? Uh, What's the character? Jeffrey Rogers. I guess that's his real name. Maybe it's not. I don't know. The guy who's doing... No, his name's Andy in the movie. So he's doing the handstand, trying to impress his, uh, make his girlfriend that laugh. That is a great kill. And fucking Jason <laughs> comes and just does a machete down, like, in between his legs. It's <laughs> he so... He chops him right in the dick. Yep. Like... <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty good. The guy collapses pretty hard on that. Or the really, really uh, badly filmed kill of the of Jason with, the, like, the crossbow. <laughs> and it goes right into that chick's eye. And it's so like they're yeah. trying so hard for the 3D at that point. And you see like the arrow shaking in front of the camera to like make it seem like it's going <laughs> faster than it is. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this one's the goofiest of the first four, I think. I I think they're trying to have a good time, but uh, I don't know. I, for some reason, it just you know what it might be, too. This is where they changed the score. Uh, it's still done by Harry Manfredini, oh, but... Jesus. Whoa, what was that? I just farted and it fucking reeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a really silent one. I didn't expect that. Oh, fuck. You didn't expect it? No. <laughs> just... Aren't you the one that laid it? I just moved in my chair and it just went... And then that was it. Done. And then oh, just caught it right in the face. Good God. Uh, but like I was saying, yeah, the music in this one has that disco theme. See, I don't really I remember. Don't... <laughs> womp, 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 womp. How does that go again? Womp, 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 womp. Womp, womp. Yeah, I get you. What what'd you think of part three, Shane? Oh, I thought part three fucking sucked, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing much more that can be said about it. You know, it's uh, um, really funny because I was having a, I was having a discussion about with uh, the Friday the 13th movies the other day with uh, my tattooist. And uh, she was saying she thought number three was kind of cheesetastic. And I was like, yeah, number three fucking sucked. <laughs> You know, the only good thing about it was, um, oh, fuck, I'm trying to think now. It was, oh, do you know what? I can't remember. Um, no, it's gone. Damn. Gone. Just slipped away. Yeah. So, yeah, you think the be- the best kill is that, uh, that crotch chop, Mike? Oh, yeah. That one's pretty good. The, um... Oh, there's another one that's good, too. Oh, the head. I like when Jason squeezes the guy's head and his eye pops out. That's the one. Great. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was the kill that I liked. That was the only decent kill I liked in that one. Jason looks huge in this one, too. He looks like... He's been beefing up in the wild. Yeah, right. I guess in between two and this one. This is also the start of... Uh, the, the the series no longer takes place on Friday the 13th, because if you look at the timeline, and part two, it's Friday the 13th. And then 
part three is that it starts the very next day. So it's like Saturday the 14th, and then maybe into Sunday. I think there's an extra day thrown in there. And then even as it goes into part four, it's like Tuesday that same week. Like, that's a one really fucked up week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah. So part four, let's just get right into this one. Uh, this one's got a $2.8 million budget, so about the same. Again, shot in California. Uh, released in 1984, April 13th. I'm assuming that's a Friday. It's gotta be. Uh, right? <laughs> and this one brought in $33 million, so just uh, just under the last one with the 3D effect. Uh, so this one does not have the 3D. Um, this was directed by Joseph Zito. Oh, he's the guy that directed The Prowler. Mm-hmm. Working with Tom Savini on that. And uh, th- this movie was meant to be the end of the Friday the 13th series, which is why they titled it The Final Chapter. And they really wanted to put Jason to rest. For some reason, I don't know, if you ever, like, there's a great, uh, it's both a, b- a book and a documentary, uh, Crystal Lake Memoirs, me- Memories? I can't remember what it That's is. It's Memories, like yeah. That. Yeah. And um, if you read that book, like, Every, whatever they're talking about, how they're getting ready to start making the film or they're drafting a script or whatever, every single time they're like, oh, we have to stop making these fucking movies. They're terrible. Like, every single time they want to stop making these movies. And they're like, that's it. We're not doing any more movies. This, But they keep making the money so they're like they're being forced into making them. Which seems insane to me. Like, imagine that in, like, the Transformers. Like... People are like, oh, we hate these. We got to keep making, you know, oh, they're making us make another one because they make money. Do people really think like that? Is that what happens in Hollywood? They're like, I don't want to make this, but I guess I will. I, it's got to. I mean, look at Disney. You know, what at? What about them? <laughs> oh, my God, because they've got so much on the uh, in their past. You know, there's so much like movies to work with. And, you know, there's got to be people up there that are like, these are fucking garbage. Like yeah. e- even like animators or, you know, like the people like the little people involved in these movies got to fucking hate them. Yeah. But I guess the Friday the 13th is one of the earlier doses of that. Yes. So because uh, everybody wanted to stop. And even when they brought in Tom Savini, the, the way they got him was that they were like, hey, Tom, listen, you're the guy who sort of made Jason. We're going to let you be the guy that kills him once and for all so that he won't come back. Yeah, how good did that work? <laughs> Fucking part four of, like, 12. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Savini does the special effects, and I think the special effects in this movie are the best so far. They're fucking, they're brutal, there's a ton of blood, there's gore effects. They're gross. Fucking, yeah, it's gross, exactly. That's a great way to describe them. Especially uh, that, that hitchhiker eating a banana. That's disgusting. <laughs> Weren't we just talking about that? I feel like it was like a two podcasts ago we were talking about the hitchhiker eating the banana. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, the characters in this, I think, is what really makes the movie work. Like, everybody's unique and they're fucking nuts. Especially Crispin Glover. <laughs> like, I don't even know if they told him he was acting. I think that just might be Crispin Glover. Like, hanging out around set, I don't know. That's how he is in real life, I'm sure. Yes, that's what I imagine. <laughs> Let me just put this into my computer. It's because oh, he, he's a dead fuck. He is a dead fuck. I mean, that's a fact. 
the computer wouldn't lie. No. <laughs> is that is that like an insult? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Uh, but yeah, the kills in this one are great. Jason is fucking brutal, and there's like he's played by Ted White in this in this movie, and Ted White has like gone on record saying that like he hates the Friday Thirteenth movies, and he doesn't he didn't like being Jason, and he didn't like working with the actors and like all this other shit. But he is fucking great in this. He's like one of the best Jasons, I think. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, and of course, Corey Feldman in this. Um, this I believe this movie came out. Oh, now I'm gonna have to go look at it. I think this movie came out. It's 1984. Yeah, 84. So the, wait, the Goonies was probably 86, right? Yeah. Who cares? Or 85, somewhere around there. Silence. So this was like, what's that? The uh, Mike is saying he didn't care for the Goonies. Oh no, yeah. it's a garbage. Well, no it's, one... it's a garbage movie for garbage people. Yeah, uh, the greatest <laughs> fucking movie ever. Screw you, Mike. Screw you. Next, next to Friday Thirteenth Part Four, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the top, uh, always at the top of uh, AMC's uh, top one hundred films of all time. Friday the Thirteenth, the final <laughs> chapter. Uh, I would argue that the best kill in this movie is actually Jason himself. Oh yeah, definitely. That those effects are fantastic. Oh my god, the machete goes into his head and he's like sliding down it, and his mouth is opening and closing, and his eyeballs looking around. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's gruesome. What about Crispin Glover's death? That's pretty badass. That one's pretty good. Gets the corkscrew uh, in the hand, and then he turns around <laughs> to see what's going on. It's a machete right to the face. It's fucking awesome. My, my favorite part about that is like he barely reacts to the corkscrew. Like some guy jams a corkscrew through your hand into the countertop, and he's like, "Huh?" Like, he just seems confused. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. What? That's right after he found out he's not, in fact, a dead fuck. So that's I guess true. Peter was wrong. That's true. Um, it's got the twins in this, the two girls that show up, and there's a lot of boobs in this movie, probably more than the others. That's fine. It's got. There's a great quote from Roger Ebert who says that the film is an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash. Sounds about right. <laughs> I feel like that should be on posters. Why is that not advertised? <laughs> <laughs> Any immoral and reprehensible piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Troma made these movies, it would be on there. But, uh, yeah, I really like this one. Uh, I think the effects are what sells it. I think the acting's great. And I think it's a lot of fun. You know, then that's what that's what a good Friday movie is. It's got to be fun. Yeah, th- th- this is why it's like the series is my favorite. It's my favorite for horror franchise. And uh, even the really shitty Friday the 13th movies like Jason Goes to Hell or uh, was it uh, what was the fifth one called? Uh, a New Beginning. A New Beginning. Even like I find certain fun with even the really shitty ones. I don't know. I feel like when we get to five, I'm going to have some words for that movie. Uh, the last time I watched it was the last time we did this fucking thing. Yeah, I so. think I may have to revisit that one. <clears throat> but I think in these first four, I mean, 
I don't know anybody that like hates one of the first four that would put them like towards the bottom of the list. No, I don't I think, think so either. I think it's pretty common that they're all just great. I mean, other than if you get some idiot that's like, dude, Jason wasn't in the first one. I didn't like it. Yeah. He wasn't the killer. <laughs> Fuck that guy. If you're that guy. Fuck him. Listen to our podcast more because we'll fix you. <laughs> yeah, bitches. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, four, what do you think, Shane? What are your thoughts on four? Uh, can I just... That's it? Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> I'm surprised these movies, they don't do it for you. You're not a Friday the 13th guy, huh? Right, I love the character, Jason Voorhees, and I love his kills, but it's just the movies themselves don't really do anything for me, if you see what I mean. It's like the storyline. Oh, it's a camp. Yeah, lots of people turning up and they all get killed. And yeah, all right, whatever. <clears throat> kind of standard slasher. F- I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my slasher movies, but it's just uh, Friday the 13th final chapter just didn't really pump my nads. Um, <laughs> Did it pump my nads? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't get any appreciation out of this one. So you didn't appreciate even the the, the, the smaller storylines of uh, Crispin Glover realizing that he's a dead fuck and that by the end of the movie, it turns out he's not a dead fuck. No. Damn. You're heartless, Shane. I know. What? That man went through, that man went through a journey. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that it came from my mouth. Oh, right. Okay. That came from my mouth. You know, as <laughs> you said, like, I don't know anybody who hates these movies, but... I don't know, Shane. Well, yeah, like out of all of them, like I don't know anybody who would put these on like the lowest of the low, but um, I do prefer Immortal Jason. You like Supernatural? Jason. I do, and like I know these early movies are based on realism, yeah, in a way, but uh, in a way, in a strong, I would say, like put an asterisk by what I just said. Yeah, in a way, a guy gets an axe in the head <laughs> and continues going for like two more movies. Correct. But uh, I do prefer, you know, like Friday the 13th Part 6. That's one of my favorites out of all of them. And oh, uh, so over the top. Yeah, it's so it's so over the top and it's so great. And, the, and Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper. And when, <laughs> as much shit as Jason takes Manhattan. Oh. As much as Jason takes Manhattan gets like some dude try to square up with them just with fists. And it's just over the top. And I, I love the later Jason movies, too. A fucking Alice Cooper song. I remember the first time we, the first podcast we did for this. Try not to. Oh yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> um, and Ryan was like, "Oh Shane, but if you could, if you could choose this movie over this movie or this song over, oh, I remember what it was. Dream, <laughs> Warriors. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors by Dokken or Alice Cooper's. He's back, the man behind the mask. I'm sorry, Dream Warriors by Dokken every single fucking time." <laughs> <laughs> Alice Cooper tune. I love Alice Cooper. That tune fucking sucked. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. I think it was Friday the Thirteenth cool. Part Six. Which uh, which is that the one you're talking about? With that the song one has the Alice Cooper song. Yeah. <clears throat> so I at uh, last year's or the year before's massacre. I think they played uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, the 24-hour horror movie convention thing I go Not a convention, but like a marathon I go to. And uh, the director was there, and he sang that song. He performed it. 
for oh. everybody in the theater. So, Why would he do that? Why would he embarrass himself? Or I don't know, it? but do you know it was really bad? I think it was from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3? Dream Warriors? Yeah, yeah Dream it might be Dream Warriors, but one of the actresses in that, I think it was 3... Uh, she she was actually there, and I don't think it was three. I think it was one of the later ones. Anyway, she was there, and she like sang the song from one of the themes on there too. And it uh, was hang on, that would have been Tuesday night because she's yes. Dream Master. And like okay, like I understand, and I hope I I doubt she listens to this. I know nobody else does, but she sang the song, and it was fucking terrible. Like we had to uh, listen to her sing it, and then we had to listen to her warm up as well. And <laughs> then, like, she had to perform it like with her like back turned for a little while because she was so nervous, and her eyes were closed, and her family was there and everything. Like, it was pretty over the top. And then when she was done, Val in the audience screamed. <laughs> She screamed out, like, stick to your day job. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, her family was right there and everything. It was... Oh, the funny thing God. is, Tuesday night's day job is actually as a singer. Um, <laughs> I... Oh, no. It was pretty bad. Maybe she was just nervous, but, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, you guys were talking... I guess I brought up the, the director singing <laughs> the theme song, and it just made me pop that, that memory in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right boys well i think we covered the first four in any uh pretty good details anything else you guys want to talk about on these on these ones no <laughs> no i don't how do you think the so like the mask obviously came about in part three and it's grown to like iconic proportions that that's all people think about you know when you think about like a slasher movie, it's a guy in a hockey mask chasing people through the woods. Um, is it weird that it's just like a random piece of sporting equipment that like one guy had laying around, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that'll look good. Let's use that." That'll do. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't like planned out, I guess, in terms of you know, it's just sort of one of those things that just happened on, uh, or I guess, close to set or whatever when they were going through costume designs. I don't know if it's uh, weird. It's definitely interesting. I feel like it brings. Um, I don't know if they were tr trying to go for this. Like you said, it wasn't planned. But I feel like it's a normal thing that they made into a horror icon. You know what I yeah. mean? That's they're they're making hockey scary. <laughs> in a, not in a literal. <laughs> Listen, way. hockey's pretty scary. Not in a literal <laughs> way, but you know what I mean. I did put a post up yesterday um, regarding the. Uh, uh, regarding the podcast for this evening, and I actually got a couple of comments. Would you believe? Shock! Oh, what do you got there? Right, hang on, let me find them. Um, on Instagram, I got Patrick Timothy Shaw says, "Still scraping, scraping the crap out of my undies from It Chapter Two. Loved it. Favorite Friday the Thirteenth movie is Part Two. Yes. Um, Lee Taylor on Facebook." Says, I pretty much share your opinion, Shane, as you know about it. For me, Friday the 13th, part four, Jason Lives is the best. It's got all the zombie app, Jason, Tommy, That's... oh, six, sorry, 
Um, it's got all zombie Jason, Tommy, Silly Kills, and Ace soundtrack, Alice Cooper. Didn't get any better, really. Okay, I might have to have words with him because he only lives three doors away. Um, not seen Neil Hurst says, not seen It Part 2 yet, but will soon. Friday the 13th movies I loved and I enjoyed the zombie Jason from Part 6 onwards the most. They were silly and I quite liked them. And yeah, Part 6 would be my favourite also. Wow, I have a love for six. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> All right, that great. Short and sweet. Yeah, that's the way we like it. So yeah, we'll come back next time, I think, and uh, do another round of these, or maybe we'll split them up. I don't know. If something else comes up and we got to do some other podcasts, we'll do that. But we'll make we'll make sure we get through all these. I think, right? Yeah, definitely. Shouldn't be too bad. So, yeah, thanks for joining me, fellas. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, our Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Uh, the Facebook group, all you need is blood. Our Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo, um, on Facebook, on the UHM Fans Facebook group, and on the uh, upcominghorrormovies.com message board. I'm always around there. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. How about you, Mike? I'm on. I run the uh, Instagram page. All you need is blood podcast. Uh, I'm on the forum, on the Facebook group. Also, if uh, any of you are interested in going to that Chicago 24-hour massacre uh, show, the last time I saw, there's only 10 tickets left. And by the time wow. Ryan puts this up, it probably will be sold out. But if they're not sold out, they just added Brides of Dracula, a, a Hammer movie, and they added. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, and they added uh, what we do in the shadows. Nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty pretty stoked. Watch me. I need to watch the fucking TV series of that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, neither have I. I don't know why I haven't yet. Yeah, likewise. I mean, because it's on BBC over here, so I'd have to. Um, I know it's on see. Amazon Prime as well. Is it? Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to bring it on, on DVD or Blu-ray, because if that's the case, I might just wait and buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah, the season two premieres uh, next year. They're, I guess they made it, they're making a season two. All right, cool. Hmm. So, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Excellent. How about contacts for you, Shane? Oh, um, really? Um, <clears throat> you can find me on the Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood podcast thing. Um UHM group, um, Instagram, RoboGinge74, um, Twitter, um, Dead Cell Society. That's about it, really. All right. Well, that wraps it up, boys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. And I guess I'll just say bye for now. Peace. I am, like, insatiably hungry, and I don't know why. That was less painful than I thought it would be.